calling angels during sex. Like there's or angels for everything. The <laughs> angel of that. orgasm. <laughs> the angel yeah. of bliss. Orgasm and embodying orgasmic bliss is super joyful. Like this, we're meant to be light here. We're meant to have fun. <laughs> And I say the dolphins activated me. The sexual beings of the Yeah, world. they are. They're <laughs> so coming on crystals would be my other self-care tip. <laughs> Welcome to Sweet Release. Arlie, thank you for being here today. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. I know. I just told you you're my first guest, which is a big, a big deal. It means a lot. So I'm glad you're here. Um, to introduce you a little bit, you are an intimacy coach. You are a sensual energy healer. You are kind of a channel for orgasmic awakening. Um, you kind of use these healing powers of yours to kind of help people heal and awaken their erotic selves and their sensuality. Um, you were also featured on Sex Life, which is a docu-series on epics, which is pretty cool. Mm -hmm. I'm bummed I didn't have a chance to check that out. Um, but a lot of your healing work is through people here in LA in person, but also through at festivals and workshops and retreats and stuff like that, correct? Yes, and I do work with people virtually as well. Wonderful. And um, when I was in Kauai, I had couples and individuals actually fly out for immersions. So awesome. I can work multidimensionally <laughs> and also in lots of locations. And I have clients that I also just do the old fashioned thing and we, we talk on the phone. I coach him over the phone. Nice. Yeah. I don't see that a lot anymore, but conversation sometimes feels good. To just yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, I want to start with you kind of explaining like what what it looks like when you do this energetic sensual healing with people and kind of talk talk us through like what that is. Yeah, well, everything is energy, right? Mm -hmm. And when we have blocked ourselves or disconnected from our sexual energy, it manifests in many, many different ways. So when people come to me or find me, they often don't necessarily even know what they're looking for, but they're lacking some sort of self-love or they're lacking intimacy in their current partnership mm -hmm. or they feel like they have a new um, expression of sexual energy that wants to come through them okay. or they're having challenges right in the bedroom as well. And the answer is always energy, even when somebody has, erectile dysfunction, which I call erectile divinity, um, because it's, it's a blessing and it's a gift actually from the body trying to get your attention. So everything has an energetic solution. So what I do with people, especially in my in-person practice, but ultimately the same thing is happening when I'm working with someone virtually because of my gifts, I can access somebody's body or their field, whether I'm with them, touching them, or whether they're across you know, the country. And it's really powerful because I'll have clients tell me, like just in a text, the minute they tell me what's up, I'm already in their field, like doing energy work. But in person, I, I help people get reconnected, right, to their, their true self, which looks like first getting into their body, 
because most people spend their days and their lives totally stuck in their mind, mm -hmm. thinking about things, making up stories about things, creating judgments and beliefs about things. So with sensual work and with sexuality, the beauty of it is embodiment. And my work is to help people get really connected to the body so they can actually sort of transcend the physical and reconnect with spirit. So in person, we do a meditation. I help people with breath work. It's kind of amazing, but so many people also don't breathe. It's one so of... True. <laughs> <laughs> it, it heightens your orgasmic experience, like it heightens your pleasure, but it also helps your whole body and system de-stress. Mm -hmm. And most people are very shallow breathers. So meditating and connecting into the breath. And then I have all of my clients set intentions because one of my purposes is to help people with their sovereignty. So it's so that they don't become reliant on me right. to help them access mm -hmm. this state of bliss. They have it all within them. So the first part is them knowing that they're a creator and that they can consciously choose what they're here to experience. So they are a co-creator in their own healing. And it's amazing also how many people have no clue what I mean when I say, what is your intention? And they've never actually chosen. They've never actually said out loud what they would like to experience, especially when it comes to pleasure especially when it comes to intimacy, especially when it comes to sex. Totally. They're just in the automatic, you know, going through whatever routine or, or I've, what I've seen also is a lot of people have automatic behaviors when it comes to sex because of trauma or judgment or limitations or not feeling good enough. So getting them to co-create the experience is really, really powerful because they get to see that, oh my gosh, I asked to experience more bliss. I asked to feel more connected. I chose to go on a journey and that's exactly what I got and more. So how do you tap into their energies when you're with them? Is that something that you feel like just comes through you in a bit of like a Reiki way or is it just a part of your practice? And I mean, you've done coaching courses too and you've kind of done the work to teach yourself how to heal people, right? Yes. But there's some sort of um, art to it, is yes. there? Yeah, I mean, I've definitely created or co-created and channeled. Uh, I would say it's a method methodology, <laughs> like mm -hmm. sometimes words, um, that's unique to me, that blends all these different modalities and they're all modalities that I've used to heal myself. So yes, Reiki, I'm a Reiki master and hands-on healing was something I've done on my own body. It's what helped my body open up to energetic orgasms. And, um, and then the transformational coaching component. I went to life coaching school when I was 21. That was like my first certification. And I was like, I don't really wanna be a coach. Like, and it was before it was a popular thing. Mm -hmm. And then my one of my teachers one of my mentors who's really helped me harness my gift with energy beyond just doing reiki i just do her year-long course because having support is so essential as we evolve and grow and getting out of our own way so i've done 
I'm like a five-time certified transformational <laughs> coach awesome. without necessarily trying to be. It's yeah. what I've done for my own awakening mm -hmm. and my own growth. And also because I'm constantly wanting to learn and expand so that my clients can grow with me so that I'm never just stagnant. Right. And I'm helping them reach higher levels of consciousness within themselves. So a lot of my work with my in-person clients is, it's dependent on what they need. Some people need more coaching and more talk, mm -hmm. especially women I find. Like that's a lot of how women release energy initially. But most of my sessions are quite silent because I'm working in the energetic field. So people are laying down and as I'm scanning their body, I get a combination of information from the physical body, from the etheric body, and also from their guides, from my guides, from angels, ascended masters. And my job is to just be a channel. It's to just be a vessel. It's not me actually doing the healing. It's source, it's love, it's the I am presence. And my job is to receive information but to not need to do anything with it or not need to fix it and i was actually working on um, my neighbor yesterday she just had a baby and it was an emergency c-section and i offered to just help her with her you know the wound mm -hmm. and her wound didn't actually need any healing it was her heart it was the trauma of that experience right. and there was a, a frequency that was really orgasmic that started coming through my body of like rewriting her birth experience into one that was orgasmic she wasn't fully available to receive that but i allowed it through and i kind of allowed it to be in her field because with energy i mean in general there's no time <laughs> there's no space right so we can rewrite any experience back into love, back into whatever we want it to be. So if you didn't have an orgasmic birth, you can rewrite it energetically. So fascinating. <laughs> when you say things like source or like the angels, like what does that energy feel like when it's like moving through you or when you're getting these, I guess, downloads or, you know, being this vessel yeah. like you described? Well, it's interesting because I think in like your sort of spiritual evolution, you think like angels and source, God, whatever you want to call it, life force is outside of you or up there, but it's not. <laughs> it's actually all within. We are one with everything. We all have access to this. And, you know, the angels, ascended masters, we're all like fragments and particles of source energy life you know which is the the thing that breathes us that makes our heart beat we don't consciously think heartbeat there is a pulse there is an energy there's an essence that is allowing our heart to beat so it's connecting into that which is that infinite intelligence and we all have access to it and so you can use sort of whatever words help you go into a higher state of mind, help you move beyond the automatic ego mind that is stuck in, I am just in a physical reality and move into the sort of beyond mind. And in that infinite space, that's where all the answers are. 
That's where all the information is. We can tap into anything, but we have to ask questions. So when I'm working with people, I'm constantly in wonder. I'm wondering, you know, what I could be, how much energy I can allow through me for them, but also what is it that they need? Mm -hmm. And I'm not in any conclusion. So even if they come to me with like, oh, I need to fix this sexual thing, but that's not what's coming up because they still need to heal some childhood thing where they didn't feel worthy of love, then I'm not trying to control, right, the session into, oh, but they said they wanted to like work on extending their orgasm. It's like, that's, they're not available for that experience yet. This piece has to come first because that's what's showing up. Right, the healing has to yeah. come first. So that's what's available when you tap into angels, you know, I like angels. I started working with angels when I was um, at coaching school when I was 21. And I've just had an affinity for them and it's joy. Like it feels very light and joyful. And just saying thank you angels so much, like so many miracles like show up. And you can call on angels during sex. Like there's or angels for everything. The <laughs> angel of that. orgasm, <laughs> the angel yeah. of bliss. Now that, yeah, you mentioned energy <laughs> orgasm when you were talking a little bit ago, and now we just have orgasm mentioned again. What, what is that, an energy orgasm, and how, how do you achieve that? Is that something that I know you are a master of as well? Or? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if anyone's ever a master, right? Because energy is always changing. Mm -hmm. So the minute I think I'm a master at energy orgasms, they're going to stop. <laughs> will not allow those won't come through my body because yeah. the entire experience is sort of one of surprise one of not having any expectation one of allowance one of surrender um describing energy orgasms is probably one of the hardest things to do because just like orgasm a physical orgasm it's unique to each body and each person and there's slight differences between like a purely physical orgasm and an energy orgasm it's not that but you experience both within the body mm -hmm. it's just that one starts I would say in the etheric realm one comes from something not um, like genital, like not, it's not stimulated by focusing on the genitals or focusing on an orgasmic point within the body. It comes sort of through you and in you, but there's no like starting point, if that makes sense. If anything, if there was a starting point for an energy orgasm, it's the full embodiment of love. Okay. So as you're... <laughs> So it's, I mean, you're kind of channeling energy through your body. I do that a lot when I climax, you know, I kind of use the energy that's flowing out of me to then like channel it back through me or through into my partner. So I, th I think I understand what you mean, but is it, you're not actually stimulating an erogenous zone. You're just using the energy of your love or your passion to, to climax. Is so it can right? be in a non-sexual context as well, but it okay. can feel sexual because it's lighting up like your root chakra. So my first energy orgasm is probably going to be the easiest way to try to describe it. And mm -hmm. one side note is 
you can be having sex and also have energy orgasms mixed and blended with physical. And I've had sexual experiences where like the whole thing is orgasmic. I'm in an energy orgasm before we're even having sex and then there's sex and then it's like, oh, the physical is like an orgasm on top of an orgasm that's already been happening. Gotcha. So my first energy orgasm was when I was, the one I like remember was when I was 25 and I had just gone swimming with wild dolphins. And I say the dolphins activated me. The sexual beings of the Yeah, world. they are. They're, they're all about bliss. They're all about play. Right. And they're conscious, right? They have mm-hmm. to actually consciously choose to breathe. So they're highly, highly intelligent and powerful beings. And uh, when I was swimming with them, they actually like came. And I was free diving and two of them came like swimming straight at me. And right as they got to my third eye, they parted ways. And I just came out of the water just like laughing and in total bliss. After that trip, I got home and I was doing breath work on my own. And I wasn't yet like an official Reiki master, but I already knew that I could heal with my hands. And so I felt guided to hover my hands over my own body as I was doing breath work. And at a certain point, the energy had built so much that all of a sudden my body just went into a full body orgasm. But I wasn't touching myself. I was fully clothed, just laying on my bed. And I don't think I totally registered what that was because nobody was really talking about this at the time. Mm -hmm. But looking back, I'm like, oh, that's when my kundalini awakened, if you want to put a name to it. That's when that energy opened up within my body and I became available to start to be who I came here to be, <laughs> which is this title that I've given myself, which is Channel for Orgasmic Awakening, because I don't know what else to call what I do. And it's based on my own experience of the deeper I've fallen into love, the deeper I've fallen into the present moment, the deeper I've released identity, mm-hmm. the more orgasmic my life experience has been. and. That's happened in meditations where I'm just in oneness. And I'm not like this every second of every day, but I know it's actually possible. So it's my intention, you know, to open up to more of that in every moment and to show people that that's possible. And I've had clients have experiences where they also experience like the hands-free, like no touching, full body orgasm, which is sort of how I fell into my work. Incredible. <laughs> was seeing that I could help other people do it. Right. You're giving them the tools that you kind of harness throughout your journey, whether it's, you know, the meditations or just being more intentional and and just being more aware yes. of your body. And hovering my hands over them can also just bring... <laughs> okay, so these hands, these magical hands. But they have to be at a certain level of consciousness. So I don't like... So I don't say this on my website. It's not something I advertise as like, I have this superpower because it's so dependent on each person and where they are and how much personal growth work they've done and how much conditioning they've shed and what their body is available. Most people, I've never had a person, well, actually I have. I've had a few people have like a full-blown energy orgasm the very first session. But usually those people are, are people that have meditated for a long time. They don't have a lot of blocks or beliefs around sex. They don't think it's wrong. They don't have shame left. 
And so then the only peace left is usually just safety within the body. Because when you're having an energy orgasm, it's sort of uncontrollable. Similar to a physical orgasm, but even less. Like you have less control because it's coming through you. All over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so you have to just say yes and surrender and like tell the body, body, you're safe. It's okay. You can experience this much love because that's what it is. And do you find that that is because you said there's a lot of healing to do with people that have need help with shame or maybe it was a past trauma or something that happened. So this sort of orgasmic bliss kind of comes after the healing, correct? And, and it can be a part of it. Right. Healing doesn't have to always be where you're stuck in the pain and the trauma. I'm not saying to spiritually bypass, but I've had many, many experiences and also with clients where we do go and we feel through that pain and that shame, but then it moves into an orgasmic experience. So yes, it comes typically after shedding the layers that are blocking you from bliss. Releasing content, right? Because that's taking up space within your etheric, but also your physical body. Our body holds on to, you know, trauma and stores it for a later date. And all it's doing is asking us to feel it, right? So the more you can feel it and you breathe and you release it, then there's space for that orgasmic energy to flow through. Right. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I want to have one. So. Yeah. Energy orgasm. I was actually trying a little bit last night when I was having some solo play with myself. I was just trying to think if that was like even something possible that I could just channel on my own. Um, and I, I couldn't, but even just thinking about it was fun to see. Yeah. Well, the first place is the, the wonder. Mm -hmm. Like I wonder, I wonder how I could experience mm -hmm. body. Would you like to experience an energy orgasm? So check in with the body and ask it a question. It, it will tell you. And then the other question is, body, what do you need from me in order to be available for that experience? Because if the body says no, it's probably because it's like, hey, I don't feel safe yet. Or I just need you to like hold me or just touch me and breathe mm -hmm. with me first. Yeah. So your body is an intelligent, infinite being. If you ask it, it'll tell you. <laughs> do you... I kind of wanted to talk about shame. We were talking mm -hmm. about it a little bit. Um, but personally, like I know you've dealt with a lot of it um, with clients, of course. Um, but has with this kind of sensual career that you've blossomed into, has there ever been, you know, situations where, um, yeah, you felt uncomfortable or there were moments where shame came up for you just being in this very free sensual space just curious about that like <laughs> personally or or with clients or just like as I've evolved in my work yeah I guess um clients I'm curious about like the in-person situations if there's ever been any kind of uncomfortable with clients or how how do you bridge that when you're dealing with in-person clients if there's ever been something that's come up. I, I had my a few intro sessions with potential clients and they both just kind of took me by surprise by anticipating something that I wasn't offering. And so I was just curious because I've talked to a lot of other intimacy coaches, female based that kind of do get 
some of this energy from males that just comes off a little bit intense. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was curious how it's been for you in the space of sensual healing and, and, you know, intimacy, um, if that's ever been something that you've been encountered with. So, I mean, what you're talking about is actually like a little bit different from shame. It's more like people thinking because you're in the sensual healing realm or you're in the sexual healing realm that you're sort of an all-access pass to whatever their fantasies are. Mm-hmm. I am a super like clear field. So when I started in this work, because it was divinely inspired, because I was whatever told by the divine, like this is the route you need to go, I... I made it very clear with the universe, like, okay, if you want me to go into this realm, I have to be incredibly protected. I am only calling in these types of clients. I am not available for whatever people's, you know, for people that are not ready for this work, because I'm not here for everyone. You have to have certain, a certain level of consciousness to be able to even understand what I'm talking about. For sure. You know, so... I'm not for the baby beginners. I have had clients that have been addicted to porn. I have had clients that have been, I had one, um, you know, film editor, he was addicted to meth, right? That was an interesting one because, you know, clients that are on drugs aren't super stable. Mm -hmm. And so I had to, I fired him as a client. I'm not, I was not afraid to do that, but I also could hold a field that was so in alignment with love for me that no one can mess with me. Yeah. And and so I it's like they're not available. I'm not energetically available. They actually can't find me because I'm solid and I'm not resonating shame and I'm not holding anything. So my healing around my own sexual energy, right, of learning how to be empowered in it, which is what I had to do first in order to be able to do this work is what allows me to not even attract people like what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Like I've not had an experience where I ever felt unsafe, ever. Yeah, that's incredible. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but I, I had to do the safety within myself first. Yeah, I guess I thought I had done that, but I still have some work to do. I'm a beginner in this journey of intimacy coaching and even just my my sensuality journey. So I'm just finding that, um, yeah, perhaps I do still have some healing to do of myself. And maybe I was holding some shame. And so that's why it was more uncomfortable than it would have been for you or something like that. I I don't know if that makes sense. No, this work is really powerful because it shows you immediately where you might be out of alignment. Mm -hmm. And so it's like you have to course correct like in the moment. Like if you're attracting clients that are not in alignment and, you know, it doesn't mean I don't attract. I get interest. I don't get a ton, but I totally get some lewd messages and you know and it's As just you on social media yeah, yeah it's hard more so on social media than like in you know the people that take the time to fill out an application or fill out the booking form mm-hmm. um it's just really rare 
And because I don't have any judgment on any of it, it's like it doesn't bother me. But I will say it's probably because before I officially started, you know, this line of work, I did do some like sacred sexuality coaching when I was trying to figure out exactly what I was here to do. And I was on Thumbtack. <laughs> yeah, we, we know that app. <laughs> yeah. And... Uh, my one and only client on there because I didn't, you know, I went on and did something else. He probably cured me of this. Like he showed up and uh, he needed to share this. He needed to retell this sexual experience that he had in college. And I could tell that his retelling of it was like him getting turned on by it. But I can observe that and keep my attention up in love and not go into his story. So he's like trying to see if I'll bite, right, mm -hmm. to that. And it was just like, you can literally tell me anything and it's not gonna budge me. Like there's nothing weird. I've done, I've tried so many things. So there's really nothing um, anybody could tell me at this point that would shock me or alter me. And I think that's also the key too. like, there's a lot of crazy shit, you know, out there that people do sexually. And it's not to judge, but a lot of people do things out of not being in alignment, right? They're not actually in choice. They think they are, but they're acting from trauma or shame and or control or power, right? They don't feel in control anywhere else in their life. And so in sex is where they like let themselves, but they're still not really being themselves. Right. So a lot, so that man probably really, really helped in that. I was like, okay. And he wanted to like, he wanted to like live out this fantasy. And I was like, cool, if you wanna live that fantasy out, this is how much it is. And it's so beyond anything he could even afford that it's just like, boom, it moves out of my field. So that was the, that's the other piece too. You know, if you hold a frequency of like, yeah, if that's what you're desiring, here's an option and here's an option, but not even with me, right? Like, mm -hmm. this is how you can experience it. And then it just like cuts it off at the pass. <laughs> that's good advice. <laughs> that's good advice. And then I would say the second experience that also really, really helped was, um, you know, teaching at that clothing optional festival. Okay. So I taught at a club, I, I taught an embodiment class and a movement class at a clothing optional festival. It's sensual but not sexual. And there's nothing like um, being naked, shaking your ass, and teaching 70 people, both men and women, like how to embody the freedom of their body but not do anything weird with their sexual energy. And so, so my field had to be super solid so that the men would keep within their own experience, the women would stay in their own and everyone would just be in their own field of pleasure for the bliss of moving their bodies. And so that I think was also sort of my mastery and being able to like just be really solid in the divine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I love it. Do you feel like with this your sensuality do you feel like there was 
a moment where you, I mean, you talked about at 21 where you started going to coaching and then at 25 you had your kundalini awakening. Um, was there a moment where you just started to feel more in tune with your body and your sensuality? Have you always felt like very in tune sexually with yourself or just sensually in, in general? I would say I was I always, different. yeah, I was always very sexual, not as sensual, meaning I didn't, I didn't know how to tune into like sensual energy from the divine perspective. I would channel it when I was dancing. So I wanted to be a professional dancer. I danced since the age of three. And, uh, you know, when I was in junior high school, like we did, we had these choreographers from New York City come and do these like sexy dance pieces. And we actually wore like outfits sort of from the, the show Chicago. So these like mesh see-through and that was like my favorite dance to do. <laughs> and it was like just a lot of like hair flips yeah. and you know. So I always moved like that when right. I danced. And I was very sexual sort of at a young age, but I wasn't empowered in it. And what I mean by that was I didn't have self-love, I didn't have self-worth. So my confidence came from my sexual energy. And so I was with men, right, that like weren't available or that sort of used me because I didn't honor me. So I was super free in sexual energy, but was I in pleasure? No, it was like I didn't have my first orgasm till I was in high school. My first like my own self orgasm was really when I was 18. And so I, I shut off my sort of pleasure and my sensual energy at a really young age. Mm -hmm. Because when I was seven, um, I mean, my dad told me this, I don't have a memory, that I was sent home from friends' houses for being like too sexual. But it wasn't that I was taking off my clothes and masturbating, it was that my energy was like bringing up stuff. Right, it was making other people uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. when I started learning how to use my sexual energy for me, for the pleasure of me, and not just being a muse for somebody that needed to fulfill their sexual fantasies. And also I learned self-love and self-worth because I'd been using sex so I could feel good about myself or feel good about my body because I had so much body judgment my whole life because of being a dancer. Mm -hmm. So sex was a place where I just felt pretty... It's where I loved my body, even though I was letting men use my body. (laughs) It was sort of this, yeah. Like I thought I was empowered, but I wasn't. I felt similarly. I always felt very sexual from a young age and lost my virginity really young. And, and, but like you, I didn't have an actual orgasm until way later. Um, I mean, I was still early twenties, but just way later until my sexual journey. And, and I just, like you, I, my pleasure didn't come until I found self-love. And it was almost like the switch kind of flipped for me when I started going to therapy. And I just had this awareness all of a sudden where I was like, whoa, like, have I just been living in this, like, kind of mindset where I wasn't fully aware? I was just doing things that, yeah, they felt good and traveling and experiencing but I wasn't fully in tune and so I think I can relate that 
to you just finding maybe your healing hands or just being in tune finally with your your mission on earth and and whether it's the angels or <laughs> the energy i think a lot of us like we just it takes a lot of work and healing and awareness and just conversation to get to that state of being so yeah it takes like being sick of a pattern <laughs> that too yeah. <laughs> like you're like okay i've done this how many times now do I want to keep doing that? And so my pattern was attracting married or unavailable men, right? And that's because I didn't have to open my heart. I could be the secret and I didn't have to embody self-love. And I didn't have to allow my heart to be open to love because they weren't even available. Yeah. So when I got sick of that <laughs> and didn't want and started to value myself it was similar to you like I started seeing this spiritual psychiatrist and everything she spoke to was always returning me to love like the solution to everything I brought up in every session was to love myself more was to view myself through the eyes of love to speak to myself how I speak to my cat (laughs) like with total unconditional Mm -hmm. love like she can't mess up like there's nothing she can do that makes me not love her and that was what needed to happen for me and when I started doing that then I was able to say no to the experiences that weren't working for me anymore and interestingly enough that you know one of the kind of toxic relationships I'd been in he turned into my first client and I ended up coaching him and his girlfriend And that was incredibly transformational because I saw that I could be in the presence of somebody that I thought I had been in love with, right? But I was in love from that not loving myself place. Mm -hmm. And I could view it all from love. It was really powerful. Like there was no content there anymore. And so that's when it really started to come online. And he was the first person um, that I did you know, energy work on who had like a full body orgasm without me touching them. So I will give credit to his soul for evoking that out of me mm-hmm. and uh, helping me see that this was more than just a gift for me, that it was something that I could help others tap into, that they could have an experience of the divine and rewrite their experience of sexual energy. Yeah. I love that. You are a sensual goddess. It's Aww, true. Thank you. <laughs> it seems that way. Um, well, as we're kind of wrapping up a little bit here, is is there? I guess I'm curious to know maybe a last a few last couple things about you. Um, maybe something as I a lot of my listeners and a lot of. Um, people that follow me are interested in um, healing and so I guess any other like self-care practices or anything else that you have I know you talked about being gentle with yourself or just being genuine like you talk to your cat (laughs) Um, but any other kind of practices that you do maybe I know you talked about meditating or anything else that you'd be willing to share that help you stay into that self-love state all the time and live with orgasmic bliss on a day-to-day basis. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, meditation is huge. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything that gets you into the present moment because 
there is so much distraction. Mm-hmm. And when we wake up, it's our job to choose what we're going to put our attention on first thing in the morning. And if we don't, it's like we already move out of alignment with ourselves. So meditation is such a beautiful self-care tool and it doesn't have to be this long thing. Like it can just be five minutes of sitting down and just taking deep breaths, connecting into the earth, opening up the top of your head and reaching for the highest and lightest vibration and just like imagining you're breathing light down and through the body because everything's made of light. And then the other self-care tool is asking questions. Yeah, you mentioned that earlier. It's really powerful. The moment I'm, if I get stuck on something or I'm in fear about something, for some reason I went into some automatic Because the thing is, is that it's so easy to slip into the ego. Like if you don't catch it right when it happens, it's like the spiral down can go really fast. And then all of a sudden you're like, why do I feel like shit? Why don't I feel like myself? And it's because at some point you just like believed something that wasn't actually true. So if you can go into questioning, especially if you feel like heavy or dense, One of my favorite questions is, especially because I do energy healing, I often will take, even though I'm super clear and clean in my field, sometimes my body will still process something for somebody and I have to tell it, body, I give you full permission to release anything that's not yours. Mm. And, And before that, I ask, is this mine or someone else's? So if I'm feeling tightness here or my heart starts beating faster and I'm working with someone or even not just being in LA or being anywhere, we, our bodies are these instruments. They're these antennas. They're literally made of energy. And so they're picking up on frequency and most people are just unconsciously vibrating all sorts of stuff. And so if you're not consciously choosing, you're doing the same thing. So asking the questions, is this mine or someone else's body, release anything that is not yours, and then coming into present moment. And meditating first thing is great, but also you can find many meditative moments like throughout the day. Like you can walk outside and put your feet in the grass and look at a tree and just breathe and ask the tree to ground you. Mm -hmm. Like I would say the number one self-care tool is asking questions yeah I love that no I really do love that because that even just you talking about grabbing vibrating with all these other energetic presence especially in a place like LA I'm a very empathetic human being so sometimes I do pick up off of people's energy and it's very overwhelming and heavy and dense like you said and so just to ask that question, even like, is this mine or somebody else's? Or just to lead with curiosity more, I think is a really wonderful tool. So yeah. And that. same with the self-pleasure, right? Self-pleasure is another place that's really like where you can deepen into your self-love. Mm-hmm. Because you can draw that pleasure up your body into your heart. And so I'll often use like a rose quartz crystal and I'll like, orgasm onto the crystal and then put that crystal on my heart and you can feel this deep connection between your root chakra and your heart 
And the reason to do that is because your root chakra is what anchors you into safety, right? It's our sense of safety here on this planet. It's what helps our bodies feel safe to be here. So when you can be rooted, but also have your heart fully open, that's when it feels safe to like embody love. So coming on crystals would be my other self-care tip. <laughs> that came up recently today. You were talking about the yoni crystals, and so I haven't really ever experienced those before. So that might be something you'll have to teach me on yes. a later date. Yeah, I have a yoni crystal shop on my website, actually, with I my favorite company. Okay, and they have, you know, wands that you can insert, which are great. But if that's like you're not even – some people aren't even ready for that. There's orbs that you can just sit on similar to that but smaller mm -hmm. and you just meditate mm -hmm. with the orb and even if you don't do that just like the one I started with 10 years ago was not a yoni crystal it was I made it into a yoni crystal <laughs> and it was just a rose quartz heart oh cool yep that's awesome and you just use it in your sensual sexual moments and then kind of just I'll meditate on it. it I'll sit on it naked and meditate on it and then let the crystal give my body energy and love yeah so I'm again in the listening and the receiving of the frequency within the crystal mm -hmm. I'm not trying to make anything happen I'm breathing and receiving again it's probably just this level of awareness and meditating yeah and, and slowing down being in tune like slowing down there's no rush there's nowhere to get to even within pleasure yeah. there's nowhere to go except right here right now so if you can practice slowing down especially in your own self-pleasure practice and not make it orgasm related not need an orgasm in order to know that you self-pleasured and you allow yourself to go on sort of a meditative journey, orgasm typically happens, but it's not like the goal. Mm -hmm. Then you'll also change your relationship to your body and to your connection to pleasure. Because if you've been a very sexual being and it's always been about like fulfilling the sexual energy, when you give yourself permission to slow down, you start to learn and discover what it actually means for you to be sexual. And it might be very different than the way you've been doing it. Right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Julie. I appreciate you being here. Um, I will link your website below, but anything else? Do you have an event coming up next week or something? I thought I might have seen. Yes. Um, we're going to be doing them monthly here in LA. It's called Angel Rave. Yeah, I definitely want to attend. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just, you know, all my favorite embodiment practices to help you align with your most angelic self. Because I find that especially people that haven't been connected to their sexual energy and women specifically, movement is a great gateway. It is, yeah. It and is, yeah. it helps people feel like more empowered in their body. Because the first two things to go for people when they get stressed or they have too much on their plate is like working out. <laughs> and sex usually like self-pleasure or pleasure in general so I find that movement is like that gateway so yeah it's going to include and we're, I'm doing it with a friend who's this amazing yoga instructor and she's an angel on earth and it's all about embodying joy because orgasm and embodying orgasmic bliss is super joyful like this we're meant to be light here we're meant to have fun mm -hmm. <laughs> so 
will be playful and just a way to tune into yourself with some stretching, yoga. I'm gonna lead people through kundalini dance, like chakra dancing, moving into ecstatic dance, and then I'll end with a sound bath. Wonderful. Yeah. And that's all on your website? Um, it's on my Instagram, which is okay. at Goddess RLE. And we're on TikTok with Angel Rave. So it's at Angel Rave LA Perfect. as well if you want. We do activations on there. Lovely. <laughs> Lovely. Well, thank you so much for being yeah, here. Yeah, my nice pleasure. You. you too. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm.